Hey everyone, welcome to episode 68, House Hacks. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So I have obviously hit a nerve talking about all this cleaning and organizing and your house and your relationship with your house and your relationship with laundry. You all have been giving so much feedback that I'm going to even keep doing more. And I want to reassure you and I want to tell you over and over and over that this is an area that I am constantly working on. I am a C plus without any effort and then I'm a B minus with a lot of effort, but it is possible. So if you are like me and it's very hard for you, then we are in this together. If you are like David, where it's very easy for you and you're frustrated with your partner, then I am your partner. Do you see how that works? So either way, you can get something out of this. If cleaning is easy for you and it feels very second nature and you're frustrated with your spouse or your kids, just know that you're frustrated with me. So I want to reassure you that your husband or your kids don't mean anything by it. They're doing the best they can. Give them some grace and compassion because that is me. It is an uphill climb every single day. It does not come natural to me. When David's out of town, I realize how much I lean on him and I have to work extra hard to not have the place fall apart. All that to say, I posted an image the other day and I really want to hone in on the fact that your relationship with your house is just like your relationship with anybody else in your family or your friends or your kids or your spouse, you have to think of your house as another person in your life. So if you are always stressed being with that person or you're very bitter at that person or you're very angry at that person, your relationship with that person will suffer. It'll feel tense. It'll not feel relaxing when you're out to dinner together. I really like to think of inanimate objects and I like to put a person's name on it. And when you put a person's name on it, then you can pretend like you're in a relationship with that inanimate object. This goes with the scale. This goes with the laundry. This goes with the dishwasher because it really helps you think about your thinking. And the house is neutral, but your thinking about the house is what you can control if you want to. And then you can kind of get some power over the fact that your house isn't causing you stress, but the thoughts that you have about your house is causing you stress. Then when we get in the A line of the model, it's done with a little bit more empowerment versus white knuckling it. It's very good to use the analogy of weight loss. Losing weight is hard, but once you lose it, then you have to still maintain it. And maintenance mode comes with maybe exercising four times a week instead of the six that you were. You can kind of indulge a little bit, but you can kind of rein it back. But when you're in weight loss mode, it's not easy to indulge. You have to go and you have to go all in. And then when you go all in, you learn the discipline to lose the weight. 
And then that discipline can be used with your house, with your laundry, with your dishes, with your floors, with your bathrooms, whatever the area is of stress, you can tackle it with that same discipline and then get in maintenance mode. So I posted an image that says, why is mess so triggering? It came from happy as a mother, great Instagram. And there was a lot of reasons why the mess was so triggering and a lot of ideas, a lot of options. There were things like, I don't know where to start. It causes anxiety, the mess does. It makes it difficult to relax in my own home. It's a constant reminder of my to-do list. Disorganization makes daily living tasks more difficult. Like when you're trying to get out the door and you can't find your keys or your shoes or your kid's shoes or you find one crock and not the other. It's overstimulating. It makes you feel shame and guilt. It's distracting. Our brains love order. Order gives you a sense of control. You believe a good mom keeps a tidy home. And your reaction and your response, because I said, what is the top one that resonates with you? And many of you said all of them, all of them, all of them. I'll read you some of the comments. How did you get a picture of me? Anxiety, and it's difficult to relax in my own house. I don't know where to start. Makes me feel shame and guilt. I see friends with tidy houses and feel even more guilty like I'm doing something wrong. Someone else says ditto to that. I feel so peaceful when things are organized. I'd say it's difficult to relax is the closest of all of them. All of the above, especially don't know where to start and it doesn't help with ADD. I often get dizzy when it comes to a mess. I literally cannot handle any more chaos. Order gives a sense of control. It's anxiety provoking, makes daily tasks more difficult. It's a constant reminder of the to-do list. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I'm not repeating myself over and over. I'm reading your comments that you literally don't know where to start, so then you don't start. And that is normal because the brain likes to spin out in the top three things. I think I talked about this last week or the week before. It likes to spin out in overwhelm and confusion and I don't know. Because if it stays in those overwhelm and confusion and I don't know, then it doesn't have to take any action. And that is a relief because remember, the brain likes to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. This is normal. This does not mean there's something wrong with you. This does not mean that you're lazy. It doesn't mean you're sloppy. It doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It doesn't make you a good mom. It doesn't mean anything. We have to take the extra meaning and all the story that we're putting around it. And being organized is a skill. How do I know? Because it's something that I'm constantly working on like a muscle. And the more you practice, the more it becomes permanent. Practice makes permanent. It takes daily effort. It's the compound effect of doing little things every single day. When I go for a run, if I do an hour run, I don't set my timer for 60 minutes. I'll set my timer for 15 minutes, and then I'll do that four times. So my timer on my watch will go off after 15 minutes, and I'll hit repeat, repeat, repeat. And then I have RunKeeper keeping a total of how long I'm going completely. But if I tell my brain I'm running for an hour, my brain will be like, oh, let's just stall. Let's just check Facebook for a little bit before we start as I'm walking through the park and walking and walking. Let's just check that email real quick. But when I tell my brain, listen, brain, we're just gonna run for 15 minutes. I can get it done, bro. And then when the 15 minutes is up, I just say, oh, we're just gonna do 15 minutes more. And then when that 15 minutes is up, I'm like, look at you, you've already done 30. I am so impressed with you. I talk to myself like I'm in the third person. And they're like, we're going to just do 15 minutes more. So I actually lie to my brain. It's a brain hack. And it works. I do the same thing when it comes to emptying the dishwasher. Whatever the task is that I don't want to do, the unfriendly task or the unfun task. I know that's not a word, but it's a word because we're, we're family. We can say non-words together. The unfun task, I hack my brain and I say, 
we are going to set the timer for three minutes and get this done. Kind of like when we were unloading the groceries with Grady. If I'm emptying the dishwasher, I was heating up my tea. It took a minute. I'm like, listen, brain, do you think you could do this dishwasher in a minute? I don't think you can. Let's go. And that's the Pomodoro technique. And it was a very light dishwasher, but that didn't have me checking my phone. I wasn't talking to Alexa. I didn't all of a sudden say, Grady, you want a snack? Focused, focused, focused is what I tell my brain. I'm like, we're going to do this. And I have ADD naturally. So these are the ways that if I can do this, you can do this. And so I want you to take the guilt and shame away and also take away the comparison game because comparison is a thief of joy. When you come to my house, you will give it a different grade than if you go to your house. The reason why is because it's the perspective and what you feel comfortable with. Kind of like the teacher's classrooms that I used to go into, one teacher was very comfortable with what I would consider a lot of stuff and a lot of mess, but she thrived in that. It didn't cause any type of internal struggle. Remember, you get to choose your life by design. So if it's working for you and it's your Goldilocks home, that's all that matters. Now, if it's causing you stress, it's causing you anxiety, it's causing you not to be able to relax in your own home, think about that for a minute. You're in your own home, your oasis. When you're in your own home, I think that needs to be like your sanctuary. Sanctuary does not mean everything is perfectly clean and tidy. When you do the time blocking that we talked about in the time management podcast, you're going to set aside time to do that maintenance cleaning every single stinking honking day. And when you go to do that thing, your brain is going to try to stop you. And that's okay. Because when you allow yourself to do those things, remember, when you do the time blocking, you set in downtime first. Downtime with yourself, downtime with your family, downtime with a show that you want to veg out on. You have to plan that in first. So then when you go to do the unfun thing and your brain sets off the alarms, no, we'll do it later. Oh, your husband will do it or the wife will do it or the kids will do it or I'm the victim or my house is the villain or whatever the story is that you go to your brain tries to tell you to not do the thing. That's when you say, oh, it's okay. A nap's coming. It's almost like the cookie's coming. Dessert is coming. Just do this now and the fun comes later. So then you can have that delayed gratification. Now, I will say in my journey of trying to be more organized, trying to keep up with David, trying not to have conflict over divisional labor in our family, I have to say that having less stuff is the greatest way to have an organized house. Because I remember my sister, she sent her son to his room when he was like eight years old. She's like, you need to go clean your room. You can't come out and play or we're not going to go play basketball until you clean your room. And she went in to check on him and he was bawling. She's like, what's the matter? I thought you're just going to come and clean your room. He's like, I don't know. There's just too much stuff, mommy. I don't know how to clean this. I just don't even, I'm just looking at it. I don't even know. And so sometimes we have too much stuff. So that's why the too much stuff, we can't clean up even if we try to clean it up. So that's why it's almost like it's very similar to weight loss. You're going to lose the 20 pounds and then you're going to maintain the 20 pound loss. But your brain's going to say, oh, we could just put the 20 pounds back on. It will just put the 20 pounds back on one pound at a time, and it will do it 20 times. But you're going to say, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to go back there. So have realistic expectations. And then instead of saying, I don't know where to start, literally spin the wheel, ask Alexa. When we have family game night, one person of the family gets to choose what the game is that we're playing on Sunday night. And so Grady will say, Alexa, let's play spin the wheel. And then she'll say, okay. And then he'll say, Grady, Lily, Daddy, Mommy. And then you'll do, 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 And then all of a sudden, a name will pop up, and that's the person who picks the spot. So I want you to do the same thing with Alexa, if you have an Alexa. Pick three areas 
that are causing you stress. When you think of the area, because I asked on Facebook, I said, what is the area that's causing you the most stress if you had a magic wand? It ranged from the garage to the master closet to the kitchen to the living room to the playroom to the basement. I was like, ooh, we don't have basements here where I live. What goes on in a basement? That sounds really tricky to keep up with. Some people said their attic. Some people said their kids' rooms. So think about that area that causes you that kind of pain in your side. For me, it's the master closet automatically. Then I'm probably my side of the bathroom. Underneath the cabinets are pretty good. Counter space, not so much. But it just seems like so much work when I look at it. I'm like, oh, I'll do it later. So I'm aware of it, but I like watching my brain and watching my brain trying to talk me out of it all the time. I saw this concept on Oprah years ago, and this helps so much when you have that area. So you're going to ask Alexa, let's play spin the wheel. You're going to tell Alexa three areas that are causing you agita. Agita just means stress. And then you're going to let Alexa choose. Because remember, the brain likes to spin out in overwhelm, confusion, and I don't know. So if I tell you, oh, go tackle your master closet, you're like, oh, no, that's the wrong answer. So you're going to pick three. You don't even have to pick one. You're just going to pick three. Ask Alexa, she's going to tell you, and then you're going to schedule it on your calendar. Not three hours, not two hours. You're going to plan for 45 minutes to tackle that area. You won't believe how much you can get done in 45 minutes. You're going to turn on a podcast. You're going to turn on music. You're going to turn on whatever you need to turn on. You can have the kids help. You can have the spouse help, or you can do it by yourself. You do it after the kids go to bed, but you're going to plan it in your schedule. Remember, when you're doing time blocking, everything goes on the schedule. You don't have a to-do list anymore. And when you have something that pops in your brain, instead of letting it spin out, like call the groomer, get more of this, whatever it is, you're going to put it on a list. And then that list goes in a time block on your schedule. So then when you have that thought, you're like, oh, that's on the schedule. Because it's almost like when you open up like Amazon, there's so much to buy. You're like, I want to buy it all. No, you don't buy it all. You just buy a few things. So the same thing when you go to think of all the things you have to do, you don't have to do it all. You just have to do a few things. And then the other things that you want to do are on your schedule. So Julie Morgenstern was on Oprah eons ago, and she came up with this acronym space that I literally still use today. I think I was like 21 when I heard this. This was back in the day when Oprah was on the air, and she came up with this acronym called SPACE, and I love acronyms because then the brain tries to get overwhelmed and confused, and I don't know, and I'm like, yes, I do know. Take control of the raffia. We're not going to do this right now, brain. That's how I talk to my brain. It happens all the time. So I don't want you to think you're lazy. I don't want you to think you're a procrastinator. I don't even want to think yourself as disorganized. This is a skill. So if you consider yourself disorganized, guess what? You can learn the skill to become organized. It is just a skill. It is not a unicorn potion power that some people have and some people don't. It is a skill. It's like learning a second language for some people. So the acronym is SPACE. Sort, purge, assign, containerize, equalize. Let me break that down. Let's take a closet, for example. You're going to sort. You're going to pull everything out of similar items. I like to clear the area, and I like to look at all the things. So you're going to take out all your shirts, all your pants, all your shorts, all your undies, all your workout clothes, all your bathing suits, and you're going to put them in similar categories. Now, I love the book, The Magic of Tidying Up, which everyone's heard of, and she talks about energy because your stuff has energy. Even though it's inanimate, it still has energy. Like, I could pick up a shirt. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the shirt I met David in. I will literally never get rid of that shirt. So there's certain things that are sentimental and they give off positive, yummy energy. And there's other things that have no energy, which would be considered dead energy or neutral energy. So you can imagine what goes with that. So you're going to sort everything. You're going to pull everything out. 
And then you're going to look at your stuff like energy because the energy that you're giving to your item is the energy it's giving back. The energy that your item is giving to you is the energy that you're giving back. It's reciprocal. So once it's all sorted, you're going to go through the different categories. Let's say we're going through the shirts and you're going to purge. I like to have three piles. When I have the purge pile, it's donate, garbage, and keep. D-G-K. Donate, garbage, keep. And garbage would be things like that have stains on them, that have holes in them, that can't be mended. And then you have a donation pile and you have a keep pile. You don't have to put anything back yet. You're just going through each category and you're doing the donate, keep, garbage. Donate, keep, garbage within the different piles. So when you're purging, you go from category to category to category. Then you're going to start putting things back and you're going to assign it a home. So maybe you want to have all your shirts in one area, all your t-shirts in one area, all your short-sleeved dressier shirts that you could wear to dinner in one area, your long-sleeved workout shirts in one area, your sweaters in one area. You get the point. And you get to assign it a home. That is home base for that item. This is huge. And you also can teach this to your kids. This is home base for these items. Then you're going to containerize. So like my bathing suits are all in a huge birthday gift bag, like a really fun decorative gift bag. That's my container for that. I like it because it's fun. It's pretty. It's pretty stable. It's pretty durable. Then any of my beach cover-ups, I have in another gift bag, which is a larger gift bag. You might like bins. You might like see-through bins. You might like baskets. Sometimes my container is a Publix bag. This does not have to look pretty. You can go to Target, you can go to the store, and you can buy all those things, but usually shoeboxes work. You want to have a space for it, and then you want to have a home, and then you want to have a home for the home because then it will be able to group. Like all my hats are in one basket. My visors are in one basket. My hats are in another. All my shoes, I used to have them on shoehorns, those little shoe trees, but those got too annoying, so now I have them in a big bin, and I don't have that many shoes. So when you purge, that's when you downsize. Less is more. I promise on a stack of Bibles. I would always try to convince David that more is more. And whenever we moved, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this new way of less is more. And less is more. You don't need 75 towels. You probably need four towels between you and your spouse. And your kids probably need four towels if you have two kids. Beach towels probably need, depends on how many people you have. I usually do how many people I have and then I double it or I one and a half it. So if we have four people in the house, we probably have six beach towels. Less is more, I promise. And there's many people that can take your donations. I love donating. My favorite donate company is Pickup Please. Go to pickupplease.org and see if they pick up in your area and it goes to veterans. I mean, how amazing is that? And a big old truck comes on, beep, 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 backs up in your driveway and takes it all away. So what's a really cool thing that we do is we have it scheduled in our calendar every six to eight weeks as a recurring event. So when they come to pick it up, I automatically put another pickup time. I schedule it with them or I schedule it in my calendar. Why do I do that? Because then it always gets you thinking in the purge and always in the downsizing. Then the kids have an area in the house where all donations go. So when they put on those shoes and they don't fit anymore, they go in the donation pile. So you're doing it ongoing. It's maintenance mode. When you try on those pants and the button breaks or they ha- you don't want to wear them anymore, you're like, I think I these pants don't feel really good on me anymore. Boom, donation. They go straight to the donation pile. So you're doing a little bit every single day instead of doing it all at once. Then the E stands for equalize. You're going to maintain your system and daily clean up every day, just like your daily workouts, just like your daily salads, just like your daily compound effect of doing a little bit every day. At the same time, 
I like to do it right before we go to bed to make sure everything's back to default settings. It's kind of like, this is how it's supposed to look, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that little effort every single day to get back to default settings. So then when you wake up, you live in your house, and then you're cleaning as you go, and you're in maintenance mode. This is not something where you get to a destination. This is the journey, not a destination. The joy is in the journey. The strength is built in the struggle. You get better at it and better at it and better at it, and then you put on 10 pounds. Guess what? The 10 pounds you can take off just as easy. Much easier to lose 10 pounds than it is to lose 30. But you have to catch it before you all of a sudden to a 30. Because sometimes we like to ignore it and think that, oh, it's not that bad, it's not that bad, it's not that bad. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have 30 extra pounds. Now, I'm not talking about extra pounds on the scale. I'm talking about extra pounds of stuff in your house. Cluttered mind equals a cluttered house. A cluttered house equals a cluttered mind. It doesn't matter which comes first. They both work in tandem. So a lot of times, a lot of parents are so frustrated with their house and the mess and the anxiety. So they're walking in their own house on eggshells. So then when the child gets upset because the banana's peeled wrong, the parent yells at the child, but they're not really yelling at the child. They're really yelling at the house. I know that sounds crazy, but I used to do it. So just know that the relationship you have with your house really matters and the relationship your house has with you really matters. The way you think about your house really matters. Put your house in the model. I know that sounds crazy, but you can put the square footage of your home as a C in your model because that is factual. You can prove it in a court of law. A thousand people would agree with you. You cannot put messy house as a C. That is not neutral. That is very loaded. So as a C, you can put If you have a 1,500 square foot home, you can put 1,500 square feet space. Sometimes even saying the word house is a little loaded. So just put 1,500 square feet. Then write down every, that's when you do a thought download of all the thoughts that you have about your home. Then you see that your thoughts cause your feelings, which drive your actions, which drive your results. So an unconscious model would be 1,500 square feet. The thought would be this place is a mess. Your feeling would be frustrated then the action is to do nothing because you feel overwhelmed and you don't know where to start. And then the result is the house gets messier. So then when you have consciousness around your home, it's another relationship in your house. You want to change the relationship with your house. You want to get to that B minus house or whatever your Goldilocks home looks like for you. So then you put it as a C, 1500 square foot home. Your thoughts are, I'm learning to become organized. So then your feeling becomes more empowered. Then your action is doing the things like space doing the cleaning routine, doing the power cleaning, whatever it is in that A-line, and then the result is you have an organized space or you're working on having an organized space. Do you see how that's different? The fuel that is fueling your cleaning is coming from empowerment, not from frustration and lack and not good enough and overwhelm because from that space, it won't last. That's when willpower, we think that I just need more willpower. I just need more discipline. It's the wrong emotion fueling your actions. But when you watch your thoughts, then you realize, oh, my house is completely neutral. Oh, okay. So then your thoughts create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results. Then you can blame your feelings on your thoughts, not blame your feelings on your house or your apartment or your condo. So I want you to use this acronym. I want you to choose one area. It could even be a junk drawer. It doesn't have to be the closet. It doesn't have to be the master bathroom. It doesn't have to be the garage. It can be a drawer because the energy and the momentum that you create from that drawer and the inner pride and the skills and you watch your brain as you're doing all the things and you try the Pomodoro technique and you try all these tactics, then you're like, oh, 
I can do that. And then you get that inner confidence to do more. It gives you momentum and gives you motivation to do the next thing. Because a lot of people, I know me included, we're all waiting for motivation just to kind of hit us like a stack of bricks. And like, once I feel motivated, then I'll do the thing. Just the opposite. When you start to take action, that creates that fuel and it creates that energy and it creates momentum. And when you have momentum on your side, you have mo. And when you have mo, you can go. So I hope this helped and let me know your biggest takeaway and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.